Gator Johnny, who the hell do you think you are? Well, have a seat and I'll tell you. What's up, guys? Gator Johnny here, and this is episode 38 of The Gator Pit. I do a lot of motivational stuff. You know, I produce a lot of motivational content, uh, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, here on Anchor. You know, uh, I've, I've blogged a little bit on Medium as well. You know, written, uh, social media, and audio. I like to post a lot of motivational content um, because, you know, it, that's who I am. I've always been that guy, that motivational guy. Way back in the day when I was working out at the gym, I was the guy that people wanted spotting them because I would be the one to fire them up. Come on, push it, push it. Come on, feel the burn. Back when that was actually a saying and not a joke. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I was the guy that would motivate you and get that last rep out of you. And, oh, I didn't think I could do it. Uh, later on, I went on to be a, a karate instructor. Same thing. My classes, they were, they were pretty motivated. <laughs> we did a lot of cool stuff there. Um, but one of, the thing, one of the things in my life, just from my side of the screen when I'm watching something on, on a video or on my side of the of the audio. I want to know who this person that I'm listening to. I want to know what they've accomplished. Like, who the hell are they to stand up on that stage to be on my screen or to come out on my phone and tell me how to motivate myself, try to get me excited, try to get me focused. Who are they? What have they accomplished? What have they done? So, in case anyone has ever asked that question about me, let me give you a little bit of my story. Let me tell you who I am. Because I do believe that in order to motivate someone, you have had to motivate yourself. In order to help someone accomplish something, you need to have accomplished something yourself. In order to help someone get somewhere, you've needed to fight and scratch and claw your way somewhere yourself. So, this is my story. Now, I mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago, a couple of broadcasts ago. Um, what's with the gator thing? That was the episode. I believe it was episode 36 or maybe 35. Jeez, I don't even know. <laughs> but anyway, I mentioned that I used to be a gator wrestler. And that's where I got the name Gator Johnny. I didn't get it while I was gator wrestling. I got it years later at a different job. But that's where I got my name. I was a gator wrestler. Now, that right there, I consider the great journey of my life. That was my great accomplishment. For those of us that ever watched uh, Married with Children, and I may be dating myself a little bit here, Al Bundy always used to harken back to his football days, to his, to his high school football days when he was the quarterback, when he was the star, and his life after that just tanked. <laughs> that was his big moment. My life hasn't necessarily tanked, but becoming a Gator wrestler and that whole journey was the great journey of my life so far. So far. And I'll explain why. I uh, was born in New York City back in 1973. I'm 44 years old. For some of you, that's pretty old, <laughs> but it's really not. I'm just getting started. Um, I moved to New Jersey right across the river in uh, 1976 and I lived in Jersey 
until 2002. So I lived in Jersey basically all my life up to that point. You know, I don't remember the first three years. Um, in 2002, I came to visit family in, in Florida. Pretty much all my family had moved down here by that point. It was just me and my mom. We were the, we were the last holdouts. We were the last ones staying up north. I, I was never a big fan of the heat. I don't like heat. And, and all, you know, coming to Florida, oh, it's going to be so hot. I hate the heat. Plus, I, I did like the, 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 the seasons. I love fall. Fall is my favorite season. I loved winter. I like spring. I like them all. You know, the cool thing about seasons is you will get tired of them. There does come that point where you're like, damn, how much longer do I have to freaking put up with this cold? You know, damn, how much snow do I have to shovel? Damn, how many gray days are coming? But usually right at that point where you're getting tired of the season, here comes the next one. Just as you're thinking, God, I'm freaking sick and tired of the winter. There it is. That first bud, the first bit of green on a tree. Spring has arrived. Spring is here. and We all rejoice, you know, and then right around the corner is summer. You know, just as spring is, is, is getting a little tiresome because we're still in school and we're still at work and we still can't do anything. Bam, summer arrives and summer is awesome. You know, you go to the beach, you hang out with your friends, you go to the mall, you go drive around town. Summer's great. You get to pull out different clothes. You get to wear different stuff, you know. But then, man, it's getting too hot. Like, how long is this going to take? It's, it's unbearable. Like, this is a lot. Come on, summer end already. Oh, there it is, right around the corner. Fall. And fall brings, it, brings with it an entirely different life. School. You know, if you're in school, it's the next season of school, the next grade, the next semester, all new classes, all new teachers, a lot of times all new kids. Um, if you're a parent, still school, because now you got to buy the back to school uh, clothing and, and supplies, you know, and then just everything is changing and you're preparing, you're preparing for the start of the holidays. Halloween, Halloween's coming. It's coming. And then once Halloween comes, Thanksgiving, winter, Christmas, New Year, everything has its own personality. Everything has its own flavor, if you will. And I loved that. So I never saw myself moving down to Florida. I was like, I ain't going down there. Until I visited in 2002 and I saw a Gator wrestling show. I've always been a, an, an animal lover. And I always was a fan of, of the Crocodile Hunter. And watching these guys actually be able to do that, jump in the water and pull a freaking gator out of the water, get on its back as this thing is trying to freaking bite them and kill them and like do a show on this animal. To me, that was the ultimate. That's it. That was it. That was it. I became obsessed. I became focused. I said, I found it. I found what I have to do. That is what I have to do with my life. That right there. So at the end of my vacation, which I came for July 4th week of 2002, I went back to New Jersey, which is where I lived and quit my job <laughs> like that. I quit my job and I didn't just walk off. I mean, I gave them notice. I had planned to move down in October. I said I was coming down in October. 
So I had August, September. I had a couple of months still at work, but I let them know right away. This is the deal. I'm giving you my two month notice. Like I'm letting you know on this date, I'm leaving because I'm going moving to Florida to wrestle alligators. I closed out my bank accounts. I was ready to move. And, and nobody in Jersey thought I was going to be able to do it. What, what a silly dream. What a silly dream. Wrestling alligators. I'm crazy. Of course, that's not the, the language they use. New Jersey language is a little more colorful, especially when you grow up around Italians. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to wrestle and fucking lizard is going to fight you, bite your fucking head off, you fucking moron. Get the fuck out of here. Now, <laughs> I dealt with a lot of that, you know, but I was obsessed. I, no, that's it. That's what I'm doing. That is what I want to do. I spent every waking moment focused on being a gator wrestler. I watched videos. I did I did as much research as I could on the internet. You know, we're talking 2002. The internet wasn't as full-blown as it is now. There was no YouTube. Videos were kind of few and far between. But um, I did as much as reading as I could, and I learned a lot about the animals. And I mean, just as much as I could prepare, which I really couldn't, uh, I did. October came. I moved against my mother's wishes, against my family's wishes. I moved. I said, I'm going down there. I'm wrestling alligators. Now, where was I going to stay? I didn't care. I was ready to sleep in my car. Luckily, my grandmother took me in. Now, I moved down with my girlfriend at the time, my dog, her turtle, and all of our belongings. And we all went into one small room <laughs> in my grandmother's double-wide trailer. Me, my girlfriend, my dog, her turtle, and all of our belongings in one room. The bed was tiny. It was like a twin. So we didn't both fit in that bed. So I let my girlfriend have the bed. I slept on the floor in the corner behind the boxes out of her view, hidden right in the corner. I mean, that you know, we had to we had to make it happen that those were the accommodations I had. And I wasn't going to take no for an answer. I wasn't going to have any excuse to stopping me. I was going to do what I had to do to get where I had to go. And I got to tell you, I mean, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Not that it sounds like it is, but it was probably worse than it sounds. I slept on the floor in a corner behind boxes for about five, six months. You know, I, I put a little blanket on the floor. That was my bed. My girlfriend was comfortable, as comfortable as you can get. She still had to crawl over boxes. Literally, it was like a maze in that room just to get anywhere, you know, and it was hot. All these boxes all literally stacked to the ceiling. That, I mean, that was the only room my grandmother had. So I was grateful for it, but it wasn't the most comfortable of circumstances. You know, here I am on the floor, middle of the night. There's a roach crawling on me. You know, we are in Florida. There's bugs everywhere. I'd get up without exaggerating. I'd get up. And there would be like a spider web stuck from like my nose to like the floor, which obviously means there had been a freaking spider crawling on my face. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to put a freaking webbing on my face to the ground. You know, many times I woke up with my head inside my dog's bed, the little basket. Well, it wasn't a basket. It was made of like, like a pillow material. But I would sleep with my head in my dog's bed. You know, that was the price to pay for chasing my dreams, slept on the floor with my head in my freaking dog's bed and him sleeping with like his tail plopped on my head. Like that's how it was. That was the life I lived 
for about five, maybe, no, I'm sorry, for about eight months. Eight months, because it took me that long to get the job. Because when I got here, I didn't come with any, any guarantee of a job. I came to get a job. I came for the opportunity to get the job. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. I got the job eventually after about eight months of trying. But I did it. I got the job. I fought through it and I got the job. Um, once I got the job, I worked there for about a week. Exactly one week. I started on a Monday. The following Monday, another obstacle. I walk in in the morning and there were no time cards yet. They hadn't filled them out yet. So I said, hey, guys, where am I clocking on? And one of the guys goes, okay, just you know, write your name down on the time card. And then just write in the time that you came in. <clears throat> they'll, they'll take care of it later. Cool. That night, towards the end of the day, we got a crazy thunderstorm like we do in Florida. It's summer. It was, it was, uh, it was June. And we got the, no, sorry, it was July. And we got this crazy thunderstorm, and I ended up breaking my ankle. I'm walking through through the the back through the back walkways of Gatorland, the employee walkways. It's all muddy, and they're all full of puddles because you know dirt dirt ground. You know you have a lot of ruts and whatnot. Can't really see how deep they are because the water's muddy. And I'm walking, trudging, trudging, trudging. I step in a hole and sink almost to my knee. It was a deep hole that they had cut out for irrigation, which I didn't know, and snapped my ankle. So now I have to go to the hospital, you know, and I'm in the hospital with a broken ankle. I'm out of work for about a month. I just got the job and now I broke my ankle on the job. I'm thinking, dude, I'm going to get fired. And then to make matters worse, I wasn't getting any, um, I wasn't going to get any workman's comp. Why? Because I wasn't clocked in. There was no proof that I was even working that day. The only proof was a time card where I hand wrote the time, which to the insurance company, they were like, uh-uh, he could have done that after. How do we even know he was there? So I couldn't even get workman's comp. What, is, what does my job do? They paid for everything. Holy crap. They paid for all, all my, my time off and everything out of you know company budget, which I thought was amazing. The president ordered them to do that. Wow. You know, but at the same time, I'm thinking, well, now I'm really done. You know, I'm costing them all this money. I'm supposed to be bringing them money by bringing people in and I'm costing them all this money. But anyway, it, it worked out and I actually used that month that I was off completely in a cast to learn the scripts. You know, I would come, I would still come to work every day. I never clock in. I mean, I wasn't working, but I'd come in, sit down, watch every show, learn every script, <clears throat> learn every joke, learn every line. And then there was a bullwhip that we had to crack in a show. I took that time to learn how to crack that whip. You know, I'd stand in the back of the, the Gator Wrestling Arena, cracking that whip over and over and over again. Needless to say, I not only had a broken ankle with a cast, I also had cuts, scrapes, abrasions, welts all over my body, all over my back, my ribs, and my face from trying to crack, the, crack this 10-foot whip that I had never cracked before in my life. That was an experience. It all paid off in the end, though, because a week, no, I'm sorry, not a week, a month later when I finally came back into work, and I couldn't really do too much as far as the gator wrestling training and all of that because my ankle was still tender. I was still wearing a brace, but no more cast. I could actually work light duty. I, um, 
I, I was ready. You know, I came in. I knew all the scripts. I knew all the lines, all the shows, how to crack the whip, the whole nine. So my point is, I was so obsessed with being a gator wrestler, so obsessed with working with these animals and working at this place. I lived, breathed, dreamt, ate gator wrestling. I was so focused. I didn't watch TV. I, I literally didn't do anything. I was there seven days a week when I was injured. And then I was there seven days a week working. I mean, they needed as much help as they can get. And on my days off, what would I do? I'd go into work. I worked seven days straight, I think for like uh, about a month. It was a big, long stretch, about a month of every single day going into work and then going home and practicing. You know, one of the stunts that we do on a gator is we would hold its chin open. Or we would hold its mouth open with our chin and let the, let the, uh, the gator's mouth fall open and we'd let it go. So our, literally our chin is the only thing holding it there. That takes its toll on your chin. It starts to hurt. You know, it starts to blister your chin. So what would I do at every red light? I would push my mouth down against the steering wheel. Urgh! Like like rub it and push it. Try to get my chin conditioned so that when I can finally wrestle gators, I would know how to do it. You got to grab those gators by the tail and pull them up a four-foot wall and out onto the sand. One to 200-pound alligators fighting you. So I went home and I would practice deadlifts. Deadlifts, deadlifts to strengthen those muscles that I would need to do that. There was nothing I didn't do. There was no no base I didn't cover when it came to wrestling gators. I really wanted to do it, and I moved my whole life here. And I did it. You know, the, the first day I was able to do it, I was, like, so, like, starstruck to be in the water at the Gator Wrestling Arena. I had to take a moment and, like, take it all in because it was so freaking amazing. But uh, But that's my story. That's how I became a Gator wrestler. I struggled. I fought. I clawed. I slept on the floor with spiders building spider webs on my face and my head in my dog's bed for eight months behind boxes. Couldn't even see my girlfriend in the heat in Florida in a trailer, you know, and and then after I broke my ankle, I would stand there for hours on a cast or I'm sorry, on the crutches with a cast, cracking a whip, smacking myself in the ass, smacking myself in the back, smacking myself in the face, leaving cuts, welts and bruises and scars all over my body till I learned how to do it learning the scripts, doing deadlifts. I did everything that I had to do because in order for me to succeed, it had to be more important than breathing, and it was. Referring back to the guru story that I posted, episode 37, I wanted to succeed as badly as I wanted to breathe. There was nothing that was distracting me, whether it was my living situation, my health and injury, nothing. I wanted this and I got it, you know, and I did it. I did it for seven years. I met my wife while wrestling a gator. She was, she was in the audience watching me wrestle a gator. And then that's how I met my wife. <laughs> then we got married two years later, right there on the sand at the gator wrestling arena. You know, it was a big part of my life. But what gives me the audacity to think that I can talk about motivation? What gives me the nerve? How do I have the balls to tell you how to achieve your goals? How can I give you advice on how to stay motivated and push forward and never give up and never quit? Have no excuses? There it is. I just gave it to you. I did it. I did it. You know? And that gives me that experience. 
Not that I'm better than anybody. That's not what I'm saying. But like I said earlier, that's my question. When I hear someone giving a motivational speech, who are you? Like, how are you more motivating than I am? How, what do you know that I don't? I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. And a lot of things in my life I'm really bad at. But when it comes to being focused on a goal and wanting to accomplish it, I'm all in. I'm all in on that goal and I will move my life to make it happen. I would change my life to make it happen because I did and it worked. So there you go. That's who Gator Johnny is. That's who I am. That's what I've accomplished. And that's what I went through. If you guys have any questions, call in. Hit me up on Twitter at Gator Johnny 316.